Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as we try to keep you, as Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, keep, tries to keep you up to date with everything going on in baseball and Southeast Iowa. we got Andy Kretzinger on the phone, and he just got done with an exciting game. Uh, welcome to the program, Andy. Hey, thanks for having me. So uh, you were in Wapolo tonight? Yeah, I was at Wapolo. I'm sorry if my if my connection's a little, little shaky. I'm on my way from Wapolo down 61, but... I was in Wapolo where the Pekin Panthers were, were visiting for a, a baseball, actually softball, a doubleheader, but it's a single baseball game. And uh, Pekin took care of business. The, you know, they have, they've struggled a little bit for as good as Pekin baseball usually is, but I piled on the runs tonight. So 11-3 over Wapolo. Um, got out at about 10-10, oh, so not too bad as far as the timing. And, uh, yeah, I guess a successful uh, trip up uh, north to Wapolo. Well, that's a pretty impressive win on the road. You know, Wapolo is a pretty good, pretty good. They're a two-way school, and and uh, they got some athletes up there. Yeah, well, yeah, they are two-way school, and also, um, you know, both of them had, had pretty good pitchers going. Chase Stansberry through for Pekin, um, and um, he's a he's a nice tall lefty, and he kind of kept Wapolo off balance. Actually, um, early on, it seemed like the the runs were going to pile up, but he kind of he kind of settled in, and then. Uh, Pekin got all their offensive runs from loading up the bases and just kind of going station to station. There were one any big, you know, hits off the fence or homers. Of course, I was going back and forth between um, softball and baseball a little bit, but I saw most of the runs at Pekin scored, so they kind of kept the line moving. So it was uh, it was one of those wins where everyone just does does enough, and, and they kept innings uh, rolling along. So tell me a little bit about this Wapolo team. You know, I've been trying to – I haven't had a chance. I've been trying to get a hold of their coach and haven't had any luck. Yeah, that's a, well, that's a good question because so we don't usually um, cover Wapolo. We just know that, you know, they're one of the North teams and they've got a couple of, a couple of good arms. And the North is kind of a funky conference this year with Winfield and Columbus getting together. And, um, you know, Minneapolis and Highland have kind of been the, the class of the conference so far. And then with Wapolo and Pika, they're not able to knock them off. But uh, this is my first time seeing Wapolo. One thing I'll say is I like their uh, I like their field. It's, you know, it's it's off Highway 61, but when you're actually on, like, this is not, this is in a complimentary way, but it kind of reminds me of, like, the, the Little League field. Like, when you're, uh, um, you know, it kind of just feels like in the middle of rural areas, foul balls are going into people's yards, so. Um, it was kind of a nice place to watch a baseball and softball game. Yeah, I've, I've really been enjoying all the different atmospheres that I've been able to go to, and and uh, I'm glad you got to check that out. But uh, what tell us tell us a little, uh, give us a little synopsis of the game. How uh, how did it how did it go? Well, um, it, um, the runs um, a couple uh, Pekin scored a couple early on. I think, um, or sorry, Wapolo scored a couple early on, but Pekin um, scattered six. In the first three innings, I believe I've got the line score on my phone here, but I'm, I'm driving along. And um, and it was just, I mean, they loaded the bases a couple of times, and it was walks and singles and, and nothing too crazy. And then um, they were held off the scoreboard um, there in the middle innings, and, and Wapolo was able to cut it back to 6-3. to three. And, in fact, um, Wapolo had, I think, at least runners on there in either the uh, maybe the bottom of the fourth. And so Wapolo had a chance to kind of get back into it. Um, but uh, Stansberry uh, got out of a jam, and then the last couple of innings, Pekin's offense started to, to explode a little bit more, and they put up five more, and just kind of, it kind of was one of those games where you know, Pekin had it under control for the most part because of their, their early spurt of runs kind of gave, gave them a little bit of a stranglehold. 
Well, uh, I haven't uh, got, got had the pleasure to see uh, Pekin yet, but uh, I am I am going to go see their home home game Thursday against Winfield Mount Union, and I'm uh-huh. really looking forward to that. Uh, do you, you you like this Stansbury kid that pitched tonight? Yeah, you know, and they pitched um, Chase Stansbury and Colton Comstock, which are two of their senior leaders. They're older kids, um, and Pekin's got some. Yeah, it's it's a pretty senior led team. Um, they haven't played as well as I think that they would have liked to um, this year. And as I said, the North is a little weird after Mediapolis and Highland. It's just kind of, uh, um, it's just kind of a crapshoot a little bit. So they could, they could move on up to, you know, the, the, I think the battle for third is, is kind of up in the air a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see them play against um, Winfield and the Winfield Columbus team, because uh, uh, I try to think if they've played so, uh, if this is the second time around they're playing or, this is the first time around this uh, through the schedule, but you know, Pekin and Winfield have have had a uh, rivalry in the past a little bit. You know, both being in the North for so long, so it'll be interesting to see if the the Winfield Columbus combination is going to be uh, good enough to beat Pekin. I would like to see when the last time Columbus or Winfield beat Pekin was. I would I would guess that Winfield is probably about 2017 ish, and, and Columbus has probably been a little while. Well, uh, but they're they're putting their team together. I, I heard that they did get a, uh, they got their first big win. Uh, did you get a score on that or anything? Yeah. yeah. Well, so Winfield won last week um, towards the end of last week. And then they won just uh, the other day, I guess last night. So this was Tuesday. So on Monday night, they got a win. So, I mean, a, a pair of wins is good. And, you know, Winfield and Columbus were both teams that were really, really young and the North, you know, Pekin's usually pretty good and Highland and Meepo and they weren't playing a ton of, uh, the competitive games in the in the North Division, and so they haven't had a, a ton of wins separately. And since coming together, they've they've kind of uh, you know they've obviously figured it out enough to get two wins. But even even if they hadn't got those two wins, they're playing competitive baseball games, which is good to see. You know, they're not going out there and you know trying not to get run ruled in the you know in the fourth or fifth inning anymore. It's they're they're playing teams close, and and the kids from both teams are kind of played varsity or kind of growing together a little bit. So I wouldn't be surprised to see if they get Pekin around. I don't know who Pekin's going to throw at them. You know, when, when you're a little bit later in the season and you're lower in the standings, you usually don't face the number one or two pitchers. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that plays out. Yeah, it was uh, – well, you know, sometimes uh, you, you get that first win and it gets the monkey off your back and then uh, you play a little more relaxed, and uh, you know, a little less pressure. And uh, – yeah. You just go out and have fun, you know, you have fun winning, and then you just kind of keep having fun because you keep winning. Yeah, well, and plus, you know, baseball is a mental game. It's it's not like football and basketball, you know, you could be, as, you know, if you're physically better than the other team, you've got this huge advantage. But baseball, it's all about, you know, just putting the bat on the ball or, or not making stupid plays in the field. And so I think baseball is a little bit of a streaky game if you can start figuring stuff out, you know. Um, then anybody can beat anybody. It's one of those rare sports where, you know, because uh, in, in all honesty, you know, in high school football, high school basketball, the, the mantra of anybody that can beat anybody really isn't super true. <laughs> but in baseball, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a simple, well, it's a complicated game, but if you keep it simple and then don't make errors and stuff. So um, that's why you see sometimes teams will go and they'll go winless for their first, you know, five, ten games and then rattle off a few or at least play a lot better after they got that little confidence boost. That that uh, coach Lee Crawford there in Sigourney, he he kind of stresses that keep it simple kind of philosophy that uh-huh. that you're talking about. But yeah, I, I tell you what, uh, since the first 
early in – we saw games make in the first week of the season. And till now, man, the play's really coming up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, hold on. Sorry, I, uh, I'm uh, I'm checking my old Jeep. Do you repeat that question? <laughs> I says the, the level of play is really coming up since the first uh, week of the season, hasn't it? Yeah, it's always a little sloppy. Well, it's sloppy at the beginning of the season for two reasons. One, because it's, you know, it's baseball. It's a, it's a sport where you have to get your practice reps in, and there are a lot of errors early in baseball anyway. Even in the major leagues, you know, they're a little sloppy. That's why they have spring training. But also because most of these kids played spring sports. So it's not like these kids were out for a month practicing baseball. A lot of them just came right off the golf course or the track and, and put a glove on. So Yeah, I mean, um, right into the game without practicing or anything. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, well, and, and Pekin's coach uh, mentioned today, you know, that tomorrow they finally have a day off where they can practice. So even throughout the year, uh, they you have to squeeze baseball into this, you know, a month or two. And so um, throughout the year, you're not getting a lot of practices. You're just getting a bunch of games. So um, so it's a, it takes a little while. And that's why baseball is one of the sports where once we get into the tournament here, it'll be more of a crapshoot because of the pitching matchups, but also because, you know, baseball is just a funny game. You just you're having a uh, you're having a strong day or you're having a weak day, but it's um, it's 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 just kind of a funny game. So confidence goes a long way, and not it's, it's whoever makes the least amount of mistakes. What was really hot? Did that affect the game any? That affected me a lot, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not too bad. Like they had a they probably affected the game one of softball more because softball started at five thirty, and the the JV baseball game started at five thirty. It was you know it was upper nineties and. There was not a big breeze, um, and and the sun kind of hangs over Pekin's Field a little bit, um, as far as um, just there's not a lot of blockage to the sun because it's right there on 61. So uh, once the sun went down, it was all right. Though I couldn't complain after the sun went down. Yeah, but that was kind of a blessing, you know. But uh, an, another late night. Now you had to uh, uh, the night before last. You were uh, was it Fairfield Mount Pleasant? You were at. I was in uh, Mount Pleasant last night, yeah, for Fair, for Fairfield versus Mount Pleasant, which um, Fairfield and Mount Pleasant games were both you – know, both those teams have played some some low-scoring games, which is good. You kind of want to – yeah, I mean, obviously you want to score runs, but low-scoring games are usually um, – you know, it tells you you're playing a little sharper defense. And they both played really good defense. And um, in game one, Fairfield uh, was able to, to pull that one out four to two and – and Mount Pleasant had chances in the final innings. They had the bases loaded with one out and the meat of their order up, and um, Fairfield got out of it. Connor Lyons picked, um, pitched really well for Fairfield, especially towards the end of that game. He almost had a complete game. They had to pull him because of pitch count. But he, he made a really nice play. Um, Mount Pleasant had Carter Amos up, who's their, who's their three-hitter, with the bases loaded. And at that point, Fairfield was up 3-2. And Carter... Um, bounced one just in front of the uh, mound, and uh, Connor Lyons was able to um, to get off the mound, scoop it with his glove, and then actually Kate Mallison, the Fairfield catcher, was able to barehand it to cut the runner down. That was really the play of the game there. And then in game two, it was the, it was the opposite. Uh, Mount Pleasant won that one, uh, finished out that one three to two, and, and it was the same thing where um, Fairfield had actually the bases loaded in the seventh inning. So bases loaded, two outs in the seventh inning with a chance to tie or take the lead. And um, and Jake Ensminger was in to close it out, and he forced a pop-up to home plate. And uh, Carter Amos made a, a pretty nice catch to close that one out. So there's one while I looked up because I was doing the story today. And since 2010, 
uh, Mount Pleasant and Fairfield. Mount Pleasant's won 23 of those 41 matchups, and Fairfield's won 18. So they're pretty much they give it. You know, they go back and forth for the last you know 15 years. So um, they're a pretty even rivalry. You know, Mount Pleasant's won a won a lot of close games, and uh, they seem to be doing fairly well. What, what's their record like? Yeah, so um, so Mount Pleasant hasn't got a lot of non-conference wins, and I always chalk that up in the SEC. They play doubleheaders, so they burn pitching, and so non-conference wins are a little tougher. In fact, Fairfield, I don't know what happened in the Fairfield Pella game. Hunters at that, but I'm sure that was a challenge for them with, with the amount of pitching they got left. But um, Mount Pleasant's a game below 500 in the SEC, which is good enough to be right there with the other um, – besides Burlington, the other five – are battling for that second spot. Washington is, has trailed off a little bit. Washington's been the team that's lost a couple of close ones. But uh, Mount Pleasant's had, I mean, they had the two-run game against Fairfield, a one-run game against Fairfield. They had a real close loss to Washington. I think when they played Fort Madison, both games were, were right down to the wire. So Mount Pleasant's playing a ton of close games. But really everybody, except Burlington, everybody in the SEC is playing a lot of those, you know, close games, 4-2, to 4-3, to three grinders where you know one or two hits kind of makes that makes a difference i heard somebody knocked off burlington for the first time uh fort madison got him fort madison um was that in, i think that was in fort madison um last night and they played a doubleheader baseball softball and burlington came in undefeated in both baseball and softball and fort madison took one baseball game from and two softball games from so that's then that's you know that's a pretty heated sports rivalry fort madison and burlington especially since the greyhounds have been in the sec so that was a pretty big – and that, that makes the conference race a little bit more fun when the top team has lost a couple. So, um, yeah, it was, a good, it was a good night for the old blood mounts last night. Well, that was down, downright unneighborly of them. Yeah, it was very unneighborly. And you know what? Fort Mass has got some pretty good arms. And I, I didn't see you pitch there, but I could almost guarantee that the, um, that Kane and Landis Williams probably were on the, were on the hill a little bit. And, and you, you save your really good arms for teams like Burlington and especially a, a heated rival – like like Burlington and Fort Madison are so um, yeah and, and Fort Madison they won the conference well they either won or got second to Burlington last year so they're one of those teams that I expected to be really good this year and maybe they're starting to figure out that you know they've dropped a couple games I didn't think they were going to drop at the beginning of the year so maybe they're starting to kind of iron out the kinks a little bit. Well, I got to go to Kyoto to uh, just really fantastic ball game. Uh, <laughs> Toyota is a joy to see a ball game at it. And do, do you really, I mean, is it kind of fun? I mean, you're in Wapolo, you know, you're in Mount Pleasant, you're in Fairfield, you know. They all have their little ambiance and their atmosphere, don't they? Yeah, they do. I can't wait to go see. I need to get out of Kyoto next week or the week after because we haven't been out to Kyoto for one yet. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of cool. And, and then, like, today, like, going to Wapolo was, that's not one of our, our normal scenes that we would cover, so. You know, I've been to Pekinsfield, but I hadn't been to Waffle, so it's kind of it's kind of fun to travel around and not only see the different uh, ball fields, but also you. Since we go to so many games, we you know you get to know the parents a little bit and get to see. It, it was like every school that I have, there's a there's a couple of people that I like to go chat with during games, and and so that's kind of a little fun. And then you know you get to the tournament, you get to watch them knock each other off, and and all that good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, we they had uh, that game was back and forth with North North Mahaska and uh, Caden uh, Clarehan hit a three run homer to win the game right at the last you know at bat. It was so exciting. I'm just you know pointing out it's just everywhere you turn there's this great action. You know, 
And I was just thinking about it with gas prices the way where they are. Why don't you just go out to a high school baseball game? You know. Yeah. Well, as with that works the opposite. Well, I get paid for mileage, but that works the opposite for me because I'm driving around everywhere. But yeah, that Caden Clarehan. You know, Colton has been such a stud since he's gotten into varsity, and Caden um, Clarehan is playing like an upperclassman. He he. Uh, he's a freshman. Yeah, it's, it's really funny because that was probably the first game that he's kind of struggled on the mound, right? Because he started that game. And so, of course, he comes up to the plate and, and, and bombs one. And I don't know how many they've won in a row, but Kyoto's um, on a roll here. And I think they've only won, they've only lost one game in the conference. And it's kind of a top heavy, their conference is a little bit top heavy. So I think they might still be second, or they might still be third, even with only, I think, might be seven and one uh, in the sickle. But um, yeah, they're pretty tough. And, you know, I, I've, I kind of always keep an eye on where the um, where the district is going to line up, and Kyoto the last couple of years has been kind of in that upper echelon, but not not a one or two seat. So you know, right there behind New London and Highland, I wouldn't be surprised if Highland and Kyoto might end up being a two three matchup in the in the local district. Well, uh, they talked a little bit about facing that Schultz kid, and uh, they said he's pretty tough. Yeah, well, then, if you know, this is way looking ahead. <laughs> but if it was Highland and Keokuk in the in the semis and they had, you know, let's say they had New London to face next, it would be interesting to see if they're going to throw Colton Clarehan and Chase, Chase Schultz or if they would, you know, save him a game. But, of course, it's uh, it's baseball, so you always kind of plan out that these are going to be the matchups and then somebody will, will come upset somebody and you will the, the real shocking upsets always happen in baseball because of the pitching matchups and stuff. So you always kind of look forward to seeing these these kind of heavyweights collide, and then it never happens because somebody's somebody's going to upset somebody. Well, was there any other games of note? You know, this this first part of the week that uh... Uh, the only one I can uh, you know back in the SEC Washington um, they won a real close game against Keokuk yesterday, and then Keokuk just laid it on them in the second game. So, and we're, we're, that was in Washington. It would have been a really nice one for the Demons to sweep because then they kind of kind of scooted back up in the standings. But um, so Washington will need to need to steal some games here in the early portions of the. They're they're done with the first schedule of SEC games, so Washington's going to need to steal a couple to climb back up in the standings. And uh, and yeah, and he said, "What Winfield Winfield won again? The New London's undefeated, and they just what they put 15 on West Burlington the other day." I forget they they just won ten zero against somebody last night, but I don't even remember who they played anymore. So um, yeah, it, it, oh, and then Highland beat Hillcrest five to one last night, um, which is a nice little North Division rivalry game. And nobody's scoring on Highland, so even when they even when their offense doesn't you know put up big numbers, they still win by four runs. So how about that? Yeah, that North Mahaska team I saw was a real good team too, and they they didn't make a lot of mistakes either, and they could yeah, have well, easily won that game too. So. Yeah, well, then that, that's a tough team, and then they're also fourth in the in that division, right? So the top, you know, three or four teams in that division are all really good. It's kind of, uh, um, I think I heard it was going to be a pretty top-heavy division this year well, or conference, whatever you want to say, because well, the sickle kind of splits it Len, up. But. Lenville Sully's in that same conference too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk yeah. about and Sigourney's undefeated. I mean, that that that's a. Uh, it's just like you say that you know. I mean, there's great baseball out here to to see boys and girls teams you know exciting action it's just going on you know every night and it's easy to get to and it's cheap and uh it's not, yeah, well, it's not a far drive either yeah it's, well, it's really cheap when you're with the newspaper because then they let you in for free <laughs> well i know i don't know how much it costs you in gas so to get all these places 
Yeah, well, yeah, my car's going to break down one of these days. I was actually joking with people. Uh, there's a little bit of gravel on the way to Pekin, so I was joking with people that I had to go see Pekin on the road today because otherwise I'll, uh, my car will break down with all the mileage I put on it, and then, then gravel roads onto it all. Uh, probably w- wind up stranded in Packwood one night. Well, you do such a great job. Uh, we really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, is there anything else that we didn't get to talk about? No, I don't think so. It'll be, a, it'll be another busy week. Every, every single week is busy. So, um, yeah, you guys are doing a good job. It's good to see you guys out at a few games, and, and we'll probably see each other on a, a couple more. Well, I'm going to try to, you know, go – you know, how far is this – how much is left of the season? Are we way over halfway done or not? Uh, halfway – halfway technically, but it's halfway with the regular season and the postseason. Well, we're probably more than halfway with the regular season. Um, for most conferences, the SEC is only halfway through their conference play, but probably a little more than halfway through the regular season. Most teams are, but the postseason lasts, you know, a whole month on its own. So, so when you look at it that way, you're not quite halfway. Well, if you're listening and you're, and you're listening for teams in Southeast Iowa, and I know I haven't got out to as many of them as I can, but I'm going to try to get as much of it in, you know, and I know tomorrow night I'm going to post again, uh, after the games, I'm going to the peak and Winfield game and, and Scotty Melvin's going to go see Sigourney at Don Bosco, you know, and uh, I might get some information from Andy at whatever game he's at. And we'll just keep, you know, listening to the radio and trying to keep everything, uh, keep you updated as to what's going on because the baseball season isn't going to last forever. And uh, it's dra- driving a lot of uh, traffic to my site. So we're going to, you you keep listening and I'll keep putting it out. I, I promise you that. Uh, well, Andy, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. One more time, uh, shout out to Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, for helping provide all this excellent coverage of the high school baseball going on in Southeast Iowa. Thanks for listening.